0: Welcome to the Lifting Lessons at Lunch, hosted by Calvary Baptist Church of Statham, Georgia. My name is Matt Dibler, and I have the great privilege of pastoring Calvary Baptist Church. This podcast can be heard every Monday through Friday at 12 o'clock. And now, here is our speaker for today. Well, welcome to another edition of lifting lessons at lunch and here it is my privilege on this wednesday to come back to you and share with you another portion of scripture out of the book of philippians i want to remind you of some things that go on around here on wednesday to invite you to come out at any time Uh, wednesday morning at 10 o'clock we have our wednesday morning prayer fellowship it's becoming a wonderful time together as we get together with those maybe don't feel comfortable driving after dark and Whether if you're part of another church or anything, we'd still welcome you to come visit us. That's Wednesday morning, 10 o'clock here at Calvary Baptist Church in Statham. And we meet in our fellowship hall. We'd love to have you be a part of that. It'd be our privilege to have you there. We enjoy a great time of uh, some food. We have some uh, brunch. And then we have... Uh, our time of singing and and testimony, and then we bring a devotion and we share our prayer request and have a great time as we meet together on Wednesday mornings at 10 o'clock. Wednesday night, we have our Bible study in the auditorium at 7, Master's Club for the Children meets in the Fellowship Hall, and then our Youth Alive meets at the Youth Alive campus on Wednesday night. So we've got a lot going on around here on Wednesday night, and we'd love to have you to be a part of that. Another thing we have going on on Wednesday is this lifting lesson at lunch. And it's been a great privilege to come to you and share with you the scriptures Uh, we've been studying in the book of Philippians. And today we're looking at Philippians chapter number three, verse one through three. And we are looking for God to uh, bless us in our study together today. And I want to read the first verses and then comment on these as to what God has put upon our heart. And he's expressing to us through this passage of scripture. It says, finally, my brethren. Rejoice in the Lord to write the same things to you to me indeed is not grievous, but for you it is safe Beware of dogs beware of evil workers beware of the concision For we are the circumcision Which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh As we look at this passage of scripture, we see that he begins the chapter almost like he's ending the book he says finally my brethren now of course later on he says finally again and he continues to do his close but what basically is taking place here is he has been discussing and instructing the church at philippi we talked about the last time i was with you we talked about how uh, he had talked about unity within the church and glorifying the Lord Jesus Christ and and uh, these things that had, had been he was instructing the church to do, and he, he kind of changes a shift and gives a warning. We know that in verse number two that we just read to you, it said, beware three different times. We'll discuss that here in just a second. But basically, as we're looking, where he stops and says, finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. He's giving us an instruction that is good for all time for every believer. Even though we need instruction, even though we need correction, even though we need encouragement for unity and encouragement to glorify the Lord and maybe even correction in the scriptures as we are studying it together in the book of Philippians, he kind of says, "Wait, well, let's pause here. I want to remind you, it doesn't bother me to write this again because it's safe for you to understand this and be reminded that you are to rejoice in the Lord. He doesn't say rejoice in your circumstances. He doesn't say rejoice because things are going a whole lot better now. He says rejoice in the Lord. That is a constant. See, the Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if we put our rejoicing in the Lord, then our rejoicing will be constant because our Savior is constant. If you base your rejoicing in the Word of God, then it's constant because the Word of God is constant. It doesn't need fixing, repairing, or changing, or updating because it is constant. So our rejoicing is to be based scripturally, but it ought to be in the Lord. In the Lord, because He is the one that's going to be ever constant and consistent in our life when everything around us seems to be changing. So what an admonition to rejoice in the Lord even though in a world that seems to be falling apart around us, we don't focus our rejoicing on the things that are around us. We focus our focus, our rejoicing on the Lord Jesus Christ. He does go into a change of subject of, of warning and giving uh, us three things to be aware of, and actually they're kind of intertwined. As we look at this, he says, Beware of dogs. In this passage of Scripture, he is of course not talking about the physical dogs out here in this world the pet the dog he's talking about false pastors and false teachers those that would be teaching about going back into bondage and going the back under works for salvation he says beware of those because those are going to be here in the last days and let me tell you they are here they're all around us i mean Uh, Everybody, it seems like all these religions want you to do, do, do. And and I'm glad that the Bible religion, the Bible and Jesus, uh, faith in Jesus Christ says done, done. We trust in the completed work of Calvary, not in a work that we have to accomplish. Now, James talks about faith without works is dead being alone. What that simply means is that we have the faith, if you have the right type of faith, then your type of faith will produce good works. We were created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Works are going to be a part of our life, but it's not for the end result of salvation, although that's what religion teaches you today. And that's exhausting because you always wonder. You live your life always wondering, have I worked enough? Have I really accomplished everything I was supposed to do so that I could be saved? It has nothing to do with salvation. Salvation produces works. Works never produces salvation. So when he says beware of of dogs, he's saying beware of those that teach uh, the false doctrine of works salvation. Beware of those that would bring you back into bondage and really it actually has the indication for personal gain or for personal benefit. They want to keep people in subjection and under bondage for their own personal gain so he goes on to say then he kind of leads right into beware of evil workers when he's talking about here he's talking about those that would be deceiving and misleading again with the idea of works Uh, there are people in the the evil workers are different than the dogs in that the dogs pretend to be uh, spiritual leaders, but teaching a false doctrine. Evil workers would be somewhat the same. They're, they're still preaching the false doctrine of works, but they're also, they, they don't mind being called evil. They don't care. They're not trying to hide behind that mask of that. So he's saying, Beware of those that look good, but teach wrong. Then he's saying, Beware of those that look bad and teach bad. So you kind of got that in that same order there. As it, then he goes on to say, Beware of the concision. This is uh, those, it actually means mutilator of the body, and it's actually talking about the physical act of circumcision. And what they're saying is beware of them because they're teaching that that will actually end in a result of salvation. And uh, that is uh, totally against what the scriptures teach. What he's saying is really the right teaching would be not necessarily putting off the physical act of circumcision, but putting off of sin, get sin out of your life. Um, it's not your ritualistic uh, religion that's going to produce any good thing. It's really trusting in Jesus Christ and cleaning your life up. And uh, by, by the way, when he went back to verse 1, rejoice in the Lord, holiness and happiness go hand in hand. When God's people live holy and live right, those people are actually happy people. Uh, when we don't live right, we're miserable because we're out of the will of God. And so, really, when he says here, beware of the concision, he's saying beware of those that are just focusing on what we can do physically in a a religious, uh, ritualistic way uh, to make ourselves to appear to be uh, holy when we're really not holy because inside our hearts aren't right. And we need to be preaching that people clean the inside, and that will obviously always work toward the outside. Verse 3 as we look at this it says for we are it gives us um three four instructions here he says but we're making statements that are actually can be applied in our christian life first of all we are the circumcision In other words we are the ones that have accepted this spiritual circumcision which means that we have accepted jesus christ by faith and we were and we're here trusting only in him and not our own works we're we're being aware of the dogs and and aware of the um, concision and aware of the evil workers and we are focused on jesus christ and the finished work of calvary we are the circumcision we're set apart we have put away sin and we're putting our faith in jesus christ uh doesn't mean that we're not in this flesh because he actually uh covers that in in one of the statements so that's the first one. Second one we worship god in spirit again we're not r- ritualistic we're worshiping god in spirit, and in truth. We don't worship God and say, God, accept our worship of our works as a means of salvation. Accept our worship in you as who you are in Jesus Christ, where it says here in verse uh, 3, which worship God in spirit. Uh, our, it's not a physical act. It's it, Yes, we can worship God by lifting hand, praising God with our voices, but we are worshiping God uh, out of our appreciation for all that he has done and the fact that we can rest in the finished work that he has done and not be exhausted in things that we cannot accomplish through physical works and then he, can, he goes on to say this uh in verse number 3 he says and rejoice in Christ Jesus you know he started off saying finally my brother rejoice In the Lord. And now he's saying we are the ones that rejoice in Christ Jesus. We're maturing to the place that we are focusing on the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is our source of our praise. And we are excited about the fact that we can trust in him. We rejoice in him. Our boasting is not in our ritualistic work. We're not the ones that are sitting back being Pharisees saying, look at what I do. I keep all these commandments. I keep this uh, Judaism. I'm, 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 I'm working the, uh, the, the rituals out and I'm just kind of in a rich, uh, a rut of a routine. And so we're not that crowd. We're the crowd that is rejoicing in Jesus. We, you know, when you're saved by the grace of God and you are trusting in, in the finished work of Calvary, you have a place of rest even in an unrestful world because you are you are rejoicing in what Jesus has done and not... You know, uh, Romans uh, talked about where is boasting then? It's excluded. When we're trusting in Jesus and we're only trusting in Jesus Christ and we're relaxed in him, we have a rest and a peace that the world doesn't understand. We can rest in the finished work of Calvary. And the final thing he says this is, uh, and have no confidence in the flesh. No confidence in the flesh. The flesh, I, I found this statement and I thought it was great. Um, flesh of the believer is no different than the flesh of a sinner. It's, it's subject to sin. Well, as long as we're in this old body of flesh, we, we are subject to sin. And so therefore, we're not going to put confidence in the Bible. even says that and put no confidence in the flesh. And these, when we get to this place where we're rejoicing in the Lord, we're being aware of these things that distract us and maybe focus our attention on what we do instead of what Jesus has done, uh, then we're, we're operating on the flesh. But we're going to worship in spirit, right? We're going to rest in what God has done. And we're not putting confidence in the flesh anymore. So here's the key. Don't put confidence in the flesh. Trust everything in Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me as we close out today's lifting lessons at lunch? Father, thank you for another good day in your word. Thank you for Philippians and the good study through the book of Philippians. Help us to find our rejoicing and our boasting only in Jesus Christ and not to put any confidence in the flesh or even in our works because that will never produce those things which would be Christ-honoring to you. Let us be relaxed and have peace and rest and rejoicing in the finished work of Calvary. We ask you these things in Christ's name. Amen.